0: Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.
1: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au
2: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP 01005. Talk
1: Big Opinions, the panel. Well, yesterday at this time we had an amazing rivalry between Christ College and Christchurch Boys High School. And today this rivalry just continues. It's so strong because out of Hamilton Boys High School we have uh, one James McConey and out of Hastings Boys High School, Nathan Rareri and uh, of course that's Akina Akina. And I will start with you, Nathan Rareri, (laughs) because... Uh, you went to Hastings and I'll show some uh, some absolute uh, parochialness there. Uh, this is always one of our favourite times of, of, of the week is when we get to pick our all-black teams. Uh, have you looked at the, the pack, Nathan, for this afternoon's naming?
0: I have. Here's, here's what I've got. Okay. So I'm going with I, I like starting with George Barrett, Lucy, because I think to myself, if you're trying to plan long-term, he needs miles under his belt, eh? And I, and I also think, too, that Taniela Tupou is the wild card in this, and since the Wallabies started bringing him off the bench in the second half, like he's got such a huge power advantage over pretty much everyone, it looks like. I, I quite like the idea of keeping Carl Tuilifuafe, you know, just keep keeping him in the shed for when you need him to send him out on the field against Tupou. I'll go with. Patrick tui to play at that lock position instead of Sam Whitelock because I like the bulk and I think Evan always forgets Patty And I don't know if I want to risk um, a Scott Barrett yellow card that early in a match in Perth because he likes those. And I'm going to switch around. I'm going to say Artie plays open side because that's his best position, I think. I think Akita has surprised everyone and is sensational at six, so I'm keeping him there. And I'm going with concrete shoulders Luke Jacobson off the back of the scrum. There you are. I prepped for you. How's that? That is that is amazing prep. That's. Uh,
1: what about you, Makoni? Are you as well prepared for this particular segment?
2: <laughs> oh, I've got Gary Knight, John Ashworth, and Andy Dalton, so I'm a little bit behind on uh, oh. on the prep. Yeah, but no, look, I. It's a change is, to tie. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. this is one of those ones where you have to um, you do have to factor in the tongue and throat factor. Totally agree with Nathan and. Um, Look, it's an interesting one off the bench. Maybe when you look at the props, because yeah, Car to tu- Anuki Afwe comes in to to uh, combat the Tongan Thor, and then maybe you, you have a an Angus Ta'Avao as, as your sort of ball player um, for a day game. I think because of the day game, Akira Yawani is a, is a no-brainer. You just let him roam in those wide channels. And look, Artie is captain, so he he should be able to at least say, "I want to play seven or eight. And if he does play eight, well, we know that um Dalton Papaletti is making huge strides. So you are not losing much there. Um and my locks would be uh, uh White Lock and um and Brody. Is that is Captain Vice Captain, just linking arms and sort of like talking tactics. I love the idea of that. Which White Lock <laughs> you oh, No, sorry. Sorry, no pa- Patrick to tu- 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 Palo- two tu- and, um, and 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 uh-huh. uh Oh actually no wait a second. We've got Scott Barrett haven't we? So Sam my locks at home. Yeah. And that means you've got Paddy Toops and uh and then Brody uh Brody Retallick, is that right?
1: Yeah. Yep. You've got them. Yep. Yeah, but I think big Nathan's going dude. for them as well, so you agreed, yeah. Yeah, big mean big.
2: Yeah. Well and then the other right, thing okay. is, look, Scott Barrett's there as well if you if you if you need. You could just do, do the you know, Barrett family, the Yuwani family and then just let ten people fight it out after that. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, think it's right.
1: Scott Barrett. Somehow you can have Scott Barrett for around about 53 minutes or maybe a bit longer, that'll make up for 80 minutes over two games there. That would be fantastic. But uh, moving on, yeah. moving on to uh, James McConey. moving on to Joshuani at the Chiefs. Now, uh, is this the last chance saloon for Joshuani? Is uh He was uh, perceived as being a, a bad boy. does is going to Hamilton going to fix that, is it?
2: Well, there are plenty of saloons for him to um, enjoy in Hamilton um, at that um, mm. South end of town. There, there's also the fact that the parties will improve uh, in the Tron with Joshuaani there. But I'm of the school of thought that, like Curtin once said, "Show me the first five at 26, and I'll show you the man." And I think, well, he's 26. This is his chance. And even though he might be, um, he, he might be moved around because he's such a good utility. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the move. We're, lo- we're losing Damien McKenzie, so we needed someone. Who can, who can do that. And plus, he makes line breaks, which are the most rarest quality now in rugby with all the organised defences. He actually breaks the line.
0: Nathan? I, um, well, first I thought he was going to Moana Pacifica, and the whole idea why I thought that was when the poster came out the other day to announce the new Super Rugby competition, there was Joshuani wearing the Moana Pacifica outfit, so that's why I thought he was going there. So maybe someone needs to tell someone in the Photoshop department uh, that they've made a mistake. I was actually more surprised maybe with the follow-up that the Highlanders did. So I thought to myself, you know, because they signed Marty Banks and I thought, yeah, I mean, he's won a title with them obviously and that. But I would have thought, and you'd know this maybe, being a, a, a life member of Tumatier Rugby Club, what about Lincoln McClutchie? What does the guy need to mm. do to get a to get a super rugby gig? I mean, I think he's played incredibly well and I thought if there was any team to put him into, why not pair him up with the kids that he went through high school with, and they were absolutely electric together, so why not go with him and Falau um in your halves? So I don't get why no one picks Lincoln up. He's a sensational player. Um, and, yeah, that was really where I was with that one. I mean, the other part was I thought with the Chiefs what, what about Tian Falcon? But then I remember mean, he's actually gone up to play full time in Japan, hasn't he? So best of luck to, to Joshuani. But I, I, I did think to myself, when you've got a chance here to look to the future, why not pick up um, this, you know, one of these other young first fives running around, particularly if their name's Lincoln McClutchie?
1: Okay, good thoughts there, uh, Nathan Rarity. And uh, of course, we've got James McConey with us. going to have a short break for the news. When we come back, I think uh, both of you deserve the opportunity to reflect on. Uh, the wonderful Sophie Pascoe, and perhaps uh, the Paralympics as a spectacle. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. 10.33 here on SENZ. We're smack bang in the middle of a very interesting panel with uh, James McConey and Nathan Ararari, And we're going to focus now, Nathan, if we could, please, on on Sophie Pascoe. I'm running out of expletives, but I'm not sick of saying them. Uh, Just... Outstanding, and in fact, the whole Power Olympics thing to me has been quite mind-blowing.
0: Oh, yeah, it always is, eh? To do, to I can't do any of that stuff, and I have all my limbs, you know, and everything, and they're, they're just incredible when you watch them. I think the wheelchair rugby really captured everyone too. Um, And it's been quite nice, actually, to see them back there as well. Like That whole smashing of the sleds makes a beautiful sound with it. But, yeah, I mean, like, Sophie last night with that butterfly swim, that's the most energy sapping out of all of the strokes. So if she'd basically swung herself into fainting, um, you know, the night before there in the medley, no no wonder she didn't make it, you know, couldn't quite pull it off in the end there. If she had of, um, she might have been you know, there might have been calls to go, hang on, how are you doing this? But it's just effort that's got her through and in there as well and determination too. And what, a, what an amazing achievement for her. Uh, I remember when she first came along and I think the whole nation saw her and didn't we all vote to give her a Toyota the first time we saw her? We thought she was fantastic. So pretty cool to see that she carried on um, doing that and, and just cutting an absolute slave. But it sounded like the thing she said the other night about you've just watched me do my final medley. Uh, along the way, so maybe this is the last one. So if she does bow out, she gets to be the incredible, incredible figure of the Paralympics for us for a long time.
1: James, I've seen a couple of uh, postings from you on social media about this lady. You, uh, like most of us, you're massively impressed with her. Um, uh, what, what do you think her legacy would be if, if this is it?
2: Oh, I think she she goes down as our Michael Phelps. You know, like the the the, the person who can just Win um, and just keep on coming back and and improving on. I mean, she's lost track of the world records she's broken. Uh, that's how that's how good she is. And yeah. to be to be honest, I think like a, as a role model, she's she's just been um, incredible and and raising the profile of her sport. And she's done it from the age of fifteen. She was fifteen in uh, Beijing in two thousand and eight. So look, there's props to her. Incredible athlete, and I've really loved the Paralympic Games and. Um, if I can recommend one sport uh, just that's reaching the uh, the culmination soon is uh, the wheelchair tennis is getting unbelievable. And there's a guy, Shingo Kunyeda, from Japan, who you need to see in the final if you get a chance.
1: Well, I can, still couldn't get over the guy that plays table tennis without any arms at all. I mean, that oh, is just... Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. That's... That that, that, oh, that is crazy. Uh, here's here's an interesting hmm. one, just getting uh, changing tack uh, uh, quite a lot. Uh, Kids now apparently are going to be, if they're going to play football or soccer, as we call it, uh, over here, uh, discouraged from hitting the ball anymore. James, what what's your take on that? I mean, you'd have, you'd have knocked a few in off the, old, off the old you know forehead, wouldn't you, over the years?
2: Well, yeah, over the post uh, and, and over the bar, basically. <laughs> uh, I've always had a bit of a biscuit tin head, um, Smithy, but I've loved <laughs> my soccer football since a young age. And even as a youngster, I remember thinking hitting the ball was absolute madness. Yes, the balls were a bit heavier back then. It was a heavy ball. But even your 9- your or 10-year-old brain is saying, this is kind of a bad idea, isn't it? Because you're just sort of dreading it sometimes. So um, I, I think it's not a bad... It's, it's a good call. They're obviously making strides in other nations, including the United States and parts of Europe, to say, let's limit the hitting of the ball. And then if you're really serious about your, your football and you, and you grow up and you want to um, and you want to be a pro, then... Head away because it's your choice and you're getting paid um, 30 million bucks playing for Barcelona or Paris Saint Germain.
1: Yeah, well, Ronaldo, of course, going back to Manchester United, which is uh, in itself, Nathan, a, yes. a big story, a, a returning of the yeah. great one there and dedicating his, his return and the reason for his return to Sir Alex Ferguson, uh, of course, his inspirational coach all those years ago. Soccer kids without hitting a, a soccer ball. I mean, when we were learning what? it, his kids, uh, you'd stand there and the coach would underarm the ball and you'd have to jump Throw up and see heads. if you he could head it back to his hands. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. But it was
0: basically a medicine ball, wasn't it? That was pretty much what it felt yeah. like. I the <laughs> rangers, yeah. getting those thrown at me. But balls, oh! As they went. I'm like thinking, though, really. I mean, what if all you've got is, is your tool, you know? Um, because this is this is a thing that the people who are athletes go, oh, I can't believe they're taken that away from me. You've got to be really bloody coordinated to do that. What if you just happen to be tall and you're not that fast at running, right? So they go, oh, well, you'll be a centre-back, you know, because at least you're tall and the ball might bounce off your head. Like, that's that's pretty much what you've got. Like, you hope for a wayward cross so it just ricochets off the top of your head. Um, or you do that thing where you try and direct the header and you turn your head too soon and it just smacks you in the air, you know? So... Those are the kids that I'm feeling sorry for in this one, you know, because you've you've taken away all they've got. Now they're just the tall kid <laughs> what,
1: what 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 about what about the tall kids having to learn the scissor kick then, and you know, so they can the reverse scissor <laughs> kick, uh, and, instead of heading the ball when it comes across from the corner, the only way you can get it out to get elevation what? is the scissor kick. Yeah, but it's elegant oh,
0: with been... the long legs, isn't it? That's a, it's a good look. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Okay, let's corners maybe from corners you'd be allowed to have a little header. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is yeah, the corner. you can head the ball, it's fine, but we're just not hitting it from a 50 meter clearance from a goalie, which is just coming down at a rate of knots.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I was just thinking to myself that you know uh, you're allowed to once you leave school, you're allowed to head the ball, so all of a sudden you've got to line up again and start to learn how to head the ball So <laughs> I, 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 don't, I yeah. can't see it coming out of. I can't see it coming out of um, anything like uh, senior football, but uh, certainly um, no. I also thought they'd always keep the score at uh, kids' sport, and they don't do that anymore. So, uh, Nathan, here's the thing. I thought of you during the week, um, first of all, because uh, you've got those terrible, terrible uh, floods out there in West Auckland, and I thought to myself, I wonder how you're coping with them. And then I saw a story, I saw a story about a horse <laughs> in someone's hallway inside their house, and I knew that must have been you. Tell me that was you in the Rariri. Household, you had the horse inside the, inside the house.
0: Well, we actually, that wasn't our house, but I certainly know whose house it was. It's known as the Green Barn, that one. that had to carry three of those little buggers up the stairs. And on our, on our uh, state radio show, R&D says, Stuff, uh, everyone loves it, between five and six, um, we actually had, we had the story of the rescue with the vet nurse who, who managed to carry them up and down the stairs. Picking up a miniature horse is actually, you've got to be David Letty. To do that, like they're only little, but they'll break your foot if they stand on it as well. So now nah, the, uh, the the club where our um, our horses are um, got absolutely smashed by those floods coming through. So um, yeah, they moved the container a couple of hundred metres. Uh, all the pens got dealt to So it's going to be going to take quite a few working bees. If anyone would like to come out to the Masi Ranui area and clean up some logs, you can have them if you like.
1: It's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Uh, Nathan, have you got a story of the week for us? Something that's happened to you or around you?
0: Oh, yes, I have. I reckon you're going to love this one. So, uh, in the U- USA, like they, they're putting high school American football games on TV, and the point is, you try and play in those because that's going to help you get recruited by like LSU and Clemson and you know the big schools, USC, Notre Dame, etc. cetera. So the IMG Academy. Now remember, they did tennis. Remember Smithy, our old radio life, we used to speak to Nick Volatieri every now and then, and that was his tennis school? Well, what, what they've got now is the IMG Academy does basketball, they do football, they do soccer, they do other sports. And they've put together this mega team, so all the best high school players in America go to the IMG Academy, and then IMG go out and play games against football teams and they absolutely roll them, right? So ESPN is going to be playing one of their games, and they say, right, so we've got the IMG Academy up against... Bishop Sycamore of Ohio, who are a top-ranked team, okay? And everyone got a bit suspicious at the broadcast when, first up, there's 54 players in an American football squad, but Bishop Sycamore show up with 26. Um, A lot of them are wearing mismatched shirts, and they've only got 14 helmets. So there's players running on and off the field swapping helmets. Turns out that um, Bishop Sycamore high school doesn't actually exist, I mean, sure, this team existed, and they were called Bishop Sycamore, but they don't exist. (laughs) The the head coach has an active arrest warrant. Um, They played two games in three days. They've actually got another two-game schedule, but we're not quite sure if they're going to show up. Most of those players are actually junior college dropouts. They had players as old as 23 playing in this game, right? But the worst part was was that the the commentators knew something was up. When Bishop Sycamore were losing 30-0, Uh, at the uh, halfway through the second quarter. So luckily uh, IMG called the dogs off and um, they only won that game 54 to nil. So, but someone pretended they had a high school, took the broadcasting fee check, you know, for the uh, appearing on ESPN and now they've fled. So no one quite knows where the Bishop Sycamore coach is anymore or the man that put them together. But (laughs) Bishop Sycamore High School, favourite story of the week. I loved it.
1: <laughs> and here's a lesson. Here's a lesson as well um, for uh, and just a, a, wee, a wee warning too for all your parents out there. If your kid comes home from school at some stage in the future and says, "I've got a I've got a scholarship to Bishop Sycamore," <laughs> don't pack the bag too soon. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Oh, God. Don't
0: Nathan,
1: God. Yeah, uh, Nathan, uh, Nathan and, and James McConey, Excellent as always. Thanks very much for being part of the panel here on SENZ this morning. It is.
0: It's Tyre Power's Bigfooty final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Tyre Power's Bigfooty final sale can't last. Visit
1: tyrepower.com.au now.